Hey everyone, and welcome to the April 2019 edition of Vinylism. I'm your host, Adam Winchell. And we don't have Kimo with us this week, but we do have Kenny. Kenny, what's going on? What's up, Adam? How are you, man? I'm doing great myself. All right. I'm doing... Loaded up on some vinyl recently, ready ready to talk shop. Now, you also started washing your discs, right? For the first time. You're cleaning. I, I did. I did. It's true. Uh, I finally finally got off my duff and got a cleaning set. Because uh, I've, I've been a little bit of a newcomer to uh, collecting vinyl, and so I've got quite a bit of newer stuff. But uh, my girlfriend here has got a large collection of pretty vintage older stuff. A lot of things she inherited from her mom and uh, finally had a chance to go through and clean a bunch of that. Some all kinds of random stuff, old Fleetwood Mac, old Zeppelin, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Pink oh, yeah. Floyd. So classics. some of that stuff's collected quite a bit of dirt over the years. So pretty cool. And you do notice a difference, right? After cleaning, it's like they, they play better. Have you noticed a difference? Yeah, definitely, definitely. The, especially the, you know, the ones that are pretty obvious where you can see there's smudges of oil and whatever, you know, just build up on them and that. Uh, there's there's less pops and they sound a little bit better. You can tell it's tracking smoother. Nice. So it's it's cool. Better for your needle, but of course no one likes to spend time cleaning records. They've got to be listening to them. So you know. Yeah, trying to step up my game. I, I bought a bunch of Mopi sleeves because all these uh, companies, a lot of them are sending their stuff out in these kind of kind of crappy paper sleeves that. One, they, they rip and don't last and don't protect the, uh, the records very well. And some of my older stuff doesn't even have any sleeve in there. I just have the records slipped right into the gatefold. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stepping it up. It's good, man. Yeah, take care of them. They'll last. So uh, the time is upon us again. And you know what time I'm talking about every year. It's coming again. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's record store day again and uh what is your experience with record store day have you have you gone on a day like and stood in line and you know done the thing well, yeah you know it's uh it's one of those um it, it it can be bittersweet sometimes you know there's there's like the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat when something you want's already been sold out you know, they, they only had a few copies and they're already gone by the time you get in there. Yeah. It can be a little disappointing. But, you know, it's, uh, I guess what we got to do to try to support our local stores. And have you gone in line, stood in line before, like before the store opens? I got to say, I have not done that. I'm kind of a slacker. I pretty much just figured, like, I don't want to stand in line and do all that. I'll just show up and if it's there, it's there. If yeah. it's not, and so be it. I did it once in, I think, 2017 and got there before my store opened. And it probably took me about an hour and a half standing in line. And my store is not very big in Sherman Oaks. There were quite a bit of people there already. And they were letting, like, I don't know, eight or ten people in at a time. So I got in, got a few things on my list. Not everything, of course. And, you know, it was fun. And they have a discount going on. It's a way to get people in shopping and, you know, draw attention to record stores, which is the whole point. Like they've been doing yeah. it since, uh, what, 2007 or 2008. I think this is like the 10th or 11th annual. Yeah, you know, I'll, 
I don't know exactly. I, I, I'm not a marketer with all the data and all that. How much this is, this record store days help per se, but uh, all the stuff that I'm reading shows like for the last number of years, the sales of vinyl is increasing and increasing. Yeah. And so, hey, more power to them. Yeah. Seems to be working, bringing a niche hobby back. I'm all for it. I'm all for it, man. I've fallen in love with it. Like, uh, just. As something, you know, a counter, a counter to all the streaming services out there. Uh, going back to the, the days of having a physical, tangible copy with the artwork and all that right there in front of you to hold and check out. And I got to say, I like all the funky colored vinyl and splatters and OB editions and all this stuff. It's kind of cool. kind of, you know, adds uh, something fun to it rather than just clicking on one of those streaming services and having them serve up all the stuff for you uh, just kind of out of the ether. So. Right. Which is, which is convenient in its own way. Let's face it. Uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> There's not much convenient about records really. No, no, but it's, you know, Hey, we can get off our ass once in a while and get up and flip aside. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's all these self-driving cars. You know, we don't, we don't need technology to do everything. <laughs> Through that, so what do you see on the list that uh, piques your interest here this year? Well, um, there's quite an array of, of titles out there uh, across the board, all over the place. I mean, myself, I'm definitely partial to the heavy, loud rock side of things. I've got to say, uh, there's there's a fair share of that. Um, there's you know, all kinds of stuff in pop rock, indie, folk jazz, funk, uh, all kinds of stuff up here. It's kind of a pretty interesting array of stuff here. Yeah. Um, well, like if you, if you were, if you were able to get like whatever you wanted, you know, in theory, what, what do you see on the list that stands out to you? Knowing that we probably won't get like half of, or if any of this stuff, you know, uh, well, there's, there's a couple interesting ones, like uh, a fun one. It's a, it's only a 7-inch uh, single release, but uh, from Pelican. It's a band that I used to rock out onto, you know, in the early 2000s. And, you know, uh, they were like one of the first sort of instrumental rocks that I, instrumental rock bands that I kind of embraced back in the day. And uh, they got a, they, their first new music release in six years coming out. Uh this midnight mescaline seven inch that they're putting out. That one would be kind of cool. That would be fun if there was a little bit more music than just that. But who knows? Maybe it's a teaser, and uh, we'll have something else coming out. Is that new from them? Is it a single? Yeah, it's some brand new music, and uh, you know, it gets coincides with them getting things back together and uh, setting up to do a summer tour. Apparently, they're going to do a tour with Cloakroom. Oh, cool. So I know Cloakroom's a band that we've been been into in the past. Yeah, so. I like some of what, what I've heard of them. I haven't heard a lot. I heard a few songs of one album, the most recent one probably. So nice. What? And uh, another one of the the yeah, the rock kind of realm there is uh, band Thrice. Uh, I've, I've been into not can't say I've been into all of their releases. Um, Kind of was a fan in their early days, and I sort of lost track of them, and then uh, kind of got back into them a little bit more recently. But they've got um, 
an EP that uh, they, they recently put out an album called Palms, and I guess this EP is some four tracks that, that they recorded but didn't make the last album. So they're busting that out for Reckon Start Day here, so that one could be kind of fun. Yeah, I saw that one. What's uh, what do you what do you got on your list? Some of the things I have on my list are first off, the psychedelic sounds of the thirteenth floor elevators, which I only have a live thirteenth floor elevators album from that came out in the sixties, which is actually uh, just studio stuff they overdubbed crowd noise on. So, <laughs> but uh, this is I think their yeah their first album reissue. It's one of these limited run regional focus ones. It's only like a thousand LP di picture discs, so you know, I'm sure that'll be a you know an easy one to find. Not so. Yeah, <laughs> I really like to have that one. Um, another picture disc is a re-release, a 2015 remastered version of Bowie's Pinups. Uh, doesn't say. I don't think nice. he here how many there are. That's a really good album. And I don't have that one on vinyl. I like it a lot. Picture disc, eh, you know, looks great. I've seen it. I've seen a picture of it, of the picture disc, but uh, it's the album cover. Those are usually mm, dicey in terms of how they sound, but, you know, I'd be willing to grab it just because, like, it's a great album. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say with that one. They don't have a, the uh, quantity listed, but it's yeah, Bowie. I mean, you got to think a lot of people will be wanting to pick up some Bowie. Especially since uh, he's not around with us anymore, and a lot of people are going back and digging in and enjoying his music. Yeah, he's not with us anymore. I think it'd be at least five thousand, if not more, so for the pressing of this. And sometimes these are available after Record Store Day. They'll they'll put out the RSD special version, and then a regular one will come out. But that's not always the case with some of these, as we'll as we go through here our picks. Uh, yeah. What are some of your other? What else are you looking at from the well, list? A, uh, you know, at some of the uh, eclectic nature of what's going on. I even see like there's a Bill Hicks release. Oh yeah, which one uh, is it? Oh, classic Bill Hicks. Uh, Revelations. Where did it go on my, uh, on my list here? But uh, I saw it here. There's also. Uh, yeah, it's Revelations. It's the two LP, a thousand copies available. Great, yeah, hilarious. Bill Hicks, man. I mean, yeah, hilarious. I can't say I've got any comedy albums uh, on vinyl. That would be a good one I to get. Some, I had plenty on cassette back in the day as a kid, but uh, you know, just shows that they're uh, you know just the uh, the array of uh, people that are into vinyl these days. Yeah. So. I mean, it's it's, an, cool. it's a huge list of stuff here. Like, oh, Greta Van Fleet. I'm sure you're gonna want that. Yeah. Who it's, uh, might I might camp out overnight. <laughs> now, what did <laughs> Stephen Wilson say about them? They were a third-rate Led Zeppelin impersonation. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I gotta say, look, to be honest, I don't I don't like to rag on anybody, but their first album uh, that came out actually had some good tracks on it. Definitely. A lot of Led Zeppelin influence in there. That it some some good vibes to it, and uh, I tried to give their second album a listen uh, when they put that one out, and did not care for it too much. Yeah, didn't sound uh, 
didn't sound too compelling uh, to me when I tried to spin that second one. So uh, I don't know. Maybe their their uh, hype is going to kind of burn out a little bit. I, I watched a video. I think a new one from them, and it's yeah, it's very Zeppelin-y. It's they have good energy. Like it's rock. It's not I something... certainly see the uh, like how you could knock on their image a bit. Like they're definitely. Somebody's trying hard to dress him up in some old 70s style stuff that, that like seems kind of like they want to make the singer come off like Roger Daltrey or something. Yeah. Some of these like Native American wardrobe stuff they're putting on him. and It's a little goofy. It's a little odd, yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, they're doing their thing. People seem to like it. So it's not my thing. But and, Yeah. But there's like real classic stuff coming out here. Like they're, they're uh, doing a re-release of... Uh, the Yes album, Yes. Oh boy. From 1971. That one, uh, it's the third studio album from Yes. That one's being re released. And, uh, Is that something you want to get? What's that? Is that something you think you want to get? Classic uh, Yes? You know, I got to be honest. I don't know. I, I don't think so. Probably. I mean, I like, I, I do like some Yes for sure, but uh, I don't know that album that well. I think I, some of the stuff that I'm more familiar with is a little bit later than that one. Mm. But going back in the vaults, they've also uh, they're also reissuing Pink Floyd's "Saucer Full of Secrets" as uh, a yeah. mono LP. I would that's definitely like to have that one, and that's another one that I was talking about earlier. So that's Pink Floyd's second album, and they released their first one. I think it was last year, Piper of the Gates of Dawn in mono. And it was RSD only, and people were like, gee, I hope it comes out, you know, the mono version after RSD, and it didn't. So probably can't hope for this one to come out afterwards either. It's 6,500 they have. But still, I'd like to get my hands on that. I'm not set up for mono, but uh, it's a good album. It's the last one with Sid Barrett. So that's going to be one. That's going to be one everyone wants, I have a feeling. Well, uh, uh, there's a good chance you might find that one. I mean, who knows? But uh, they're they're pressing more of those than many of these. Some of these are only five hundred or a thousand. Right. So yeah, a lot of that one. So um, another one I'm interested in is this. I don't know what it is. Roxy Music remixed. It's a two twelve-inch vinyl RSD first, twenty-five hundred copies. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the first record. They've done something too. First Roxy music record, but you know the early stuff with Eno is great. I don't remix have... as in just like enhance to make it sound better, or, you, or remix like some electronic redux kind of thing. I haven't been able to find any <laughs> info on it, so I don't really know what remixed. Hopefully, they didn't put a bunch of like club beats on it or something. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'd like to grab that one if I can find it. That's also on my short list of from this RSD list. Cool. The Live Doors 10-inch vinyl London Fog from the London Fog. Doesn't say how many of these there are, and there's been some stuff released, I think, from the London Fog live stuff of the Doors. Yeah, I didn't say that one. This one's a 10-inch. Yeah. So, like to have it. Anything Doors is always, you know, desirable to me. Doesn't say how many of those are. Yeah. What else is on this list? I think we. I think we. 
we both agreed that the Crow soundtrack would be something nice to have. Two LP, another exclusive. Yeah, and uh, you were talking about it, and Kimo was talking about the Basketball Diaries. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that movie too much, but from the stuff you guys were telling me, there's some good, some good tunes on the soundtrack. Yeah, I think my sister had the tape or the CD of that, and uh, it is a good soundtrack. Not as good as The Crow, though, which I would really like to have. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's also a uh, a, a cool little one if you're if you're into these little small one-offs from Mastodon, who uh, apparently they've got one called Stairway to Nick John. It's that uh, they recorded a cover of uh, Stairway to Heaven, <laughs> ten-inch vinyl. That's gonna highly uh, highly likely to sell out fast. Mastodon's got a pretty rabid following. How many of those so, are there? Does it say? I think it's fifteen hundred copies. But Mastodon is cool. I do like them, and uh, probably fun to hear and hear them do a Zeppelin cover. Uh, another one on my list was this Swerve Driver. Looks like a twelve-inch single called "I Think I'm." I think I'm going to feel better slash reflections on the flip side. I don't know if these are cover songs or the original Swerve Driver stuff, but limited to 1500. I'd definitely like to get my hands on that though. Yeah, right on. I know you, you're a big Swerve Driver fan. And I think how many times have we seen him play live? Probably like At least five three. times. Is it, yeah. Four, four times, five times. It's about to be four or five here into this month again. But, uh, like to get that one right on bone thugs and harmony i'm sure I'd be interested in adding that to your collection yeah that's uh it's tight that'd be tight work that is a classic album i have to say i used to like that a lot captain beefheart trout mask replica replica classic album yeah there's uh how do you, you know i i like that the fact of trying to keep things interesting man but how what are your thoughts on the uh the three inch vinyl you know first we have we have the 12 the 10 inch 7 inch now there's this three inch vinyl craze that's about to explode right with the little mini players well funny thing about that i was reading about it and uh this is something jack white was into as far back on an old white stripes tour they were offering a version of this the, the little player and the small like three inch discs so it goes back to at least probably before then i don't know it's like a you know, an old fad, but uh, I don't think I'll be buying into that. It's not something I don't think I need. Yeah, it's like, it, it seems like a lot of effort to be able to play, like, one song, barely. <laughs> you know, what, what you could fit on the little disc and then have to have the special player just to, to flip that out. I, I don't know. I just, I wonder how that sounds. I don't know. I mean, it seems like, theoretically, it's the same grooves and the same stylus and all that, that it, it could be good. But if, as long as they could build the proper electronics into the little player. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's a big if. It's kind of a fun little fad, I guess, for people. Yeah, so there's some, uh, some Grateful Dead. Got like three Grateful Dead albums on here. I saw that. Like, a, couple Jerry, a couple Jerry Garcia albums, too. I'd be kind of interested in those if I see them. Uh, live at the Warfield. Yeah. 
CD and LP, so yeah, that could be good. Anything yes. live, live dead? Crosby, I'm interested in some uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young on there. Yeah, four way street expanded edition three LPs. Oh, so it's expanded. I have the original or an old copy from the '70s of that, of course. I wonder what the expanded edition has. Yeah, I don't know what that would be. Either outtakes, extra tracks, or probably extra. Who does? That's some stuff that didn't make the album the first time around. It's the thing you can't find a lot of info about these. You kind of just have to, you know, if you see the story, get your hands on it, find out what it is if you want to get it. But uh, Foo Fighters, Big Me, oh, three inch. <laughs> Back to the, the little three inch. Yeah, sounds like a band name, three inch disc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Def Leppard, I know. Uh, I know you're a big Def Leppard fan. Oh, which one is it? At least uh, might be able to buy that one for Brian as a gift. <laughs> Our friend Brian, yeah. It's uh, the story so far, Volume Two, B sides, oh. double LP. Yeah, I think I'll be uh, passing that one up. There's but also. Uh, one that I noticed on there is some old James Brown show is funky down here. Um, I do love James Brown. Some good classic stuff to have on vinyl. I was looking up some notes on it. That was his 35th studio album. Wow. Came out in 71. I was just kind of blown away. Like, damn. And that was like the midpoint of his career. I mean, back then. Yeah. How, Crazy. how many people can you think of that have had that kind of output? Not many now. Yeah. And how many is that limited to, does it say? Uh, let's see if it's got a number on here. 2,000. I see a Fila Kuti and Roy Ayers album, which is an album called Music of Many Colors. And I checked this out on streaming. And it's basically two very long songs, so it would be one song per side. And very good kind of funky party music. Like, of course, Fila Kuti is... You know, that's kind of his thing. Kind of hypnotic, rhythmic drumming and Roy Ayers with the funk. So, limited to 2000. Don't mind having that. There's a Mark Lanigan band, 7 Inch. Really, what's that one? Is that a, a new single or uh, like an unreleased track? It's just... A song called Stitch It Up. Don't know that one. There's a wide variety of stuff here, kind of more than I thought. Yeah. Speaking of Lanigan, I, um, you know, I, I'm kind of looking forward to there. There's a um, band that I'd only recently heard about and gotten into the Swedish band called Domcraft that's got an album uh, recording of some kind that's going to be coming out pretty soon. And supposedly Mark Lanigan's doing some kind of guest appearance on there. So I don't have any more info than that, but be kind of cool. I'm a Mark Lanigan fan. So uh, you think he's singing? He's singing on a song or? guesting that's that's that would be what i would guess but uh it's one of those things too where it's like uh, you can't really get any more info yet right anyways until it comes out and if you happen to see it so, yeah and there's quite a bit of you know something for everyone here it looks like so hopefully we can get our hands on some of this It'd be nice 
Yeah, it's uh, we got this great weather out here in SoCal, so hopefully you have a little shade to stand in line, wait to get in the store. And doesn't Chemo do Amoeba? And he goes down there like early in the morning, kind of camps out. I know he has in the past, and uh, I'm not sure if he's planning to do that this time. He said he might. Um, I, I think that's a little bit too rich for my blood to, to go and camp out. Um, it's, but, de- it's dedication, for sure. Yeah. You want to be sure you're going to get the copy of something that you want. And you have a much better chance. Yeah. So, uh, segueing to our next short little topic, some people that won't be getting what they want. Um, a little incident with Pledge Music and one of our fa- favorite bands, Failure. So, why don't you walk us through what happened with that since you ordered one? Well, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Failure, like many other bands, used uh, the Pledge Music platform to, to crowd fund uh, the recording of a series of EPs that eventually that combined to a full album. So uh, they were releasing several tracks at a time. They kind of bundled it sort of into four EPs that they released, but it really was all part of the same album. And uh, I myself was a contributor, pitched in uh, with my, uh, my donation level to receive a copy of the vinyl when it was ready. And I was starting hearing some rumors about Pledge Music uh, kind of taking advantage of artists and not fulfilling their obligations. And um, I saw an article that was describing how basically uh, their contracts are supposed to take uh, the money that the you know, fans and crowd uh, is donating to the bands and keep it in individual accounts for each one of the artists. So that when their campaign is done, the money is there for them. And apparently, they were dipping into those funds and using it to invest in their company, and maybe made some bad decisions or whatever. And their investments weren't working out. So basically, they were, in essence, stealing the money from the bands who had, you know, had received this from their fans. And when it came time for the bands to take that money and press their vinyl and make their CDs or make their cassettes and T-shirts and all that stuff. There was no money, and uh, Pledge Music just kind of... Poof, disappeared with it. Yeah, they, they were just kind of giving the bands the runaround and just kind of skirting around it and not, not uh, fulfilling their end of the bargain, and a lot of artists got screwed by that, and uh, turns out Failure was one of them. I got a notice from Failure saying that, unfortunately, Pledge couldn't fulfill their obligations, and they wouldn't be able to provide the... Uh, the, the material you know that that fans had donated money for, and that basically they apologized for that, said that it was Pledge Music's fault, and uh, hopefully you'd still come out to their shows and buy a copy of whatever merch they have for sale at the shows. So. Yeah, if they have it. <laughs> yeah, it's disappointing, definitely. Yeah. And, it's, uh, and you know, for a company like that, you know, uh, artists artists get taken advantage of too many times, and. Uh, this one, you know, really sucks for the artists and for the fans. Like uh, everybody's getting screwed, and and uh, you know, this company pledge is—they uh, claim they're going to get their act together and try to uh, make good on all this, but there's a lot of artists that have been hurt as a result. Yeah. And 
not able to keep their fans happy and not able to get their merch prepped for their tours and all this kind of stuff. So it's, it's a pretty crappy situation. It's got to be a class action lawsuit, you know, I would think, against Pledge at this point, something like that. Like, yeah. to where people couldn't fulfill their orders. I mean, it's... I I would imagine, yeah. I, I haven't seen details on that, but I'm sure there's some sure there's some litigation going on because I mean some of these bands had anywhere from you know, it could be ten thousand dollars up to fifty, sixty thousand dollars or more that yeah. uh, the fans had had, had uh, put in there, you know, to support the artists. And uh, it really sucks. It's tough, man. It's tough for artists to, to make a living doing what they're doing. And uh, yeah, just just have the fans and everybody be disappointed. At all, uh, it's not a good situation. Well, I'm hoping when we go in here a couple of weeks, I think it's uh, a couple of weeks from tomorrow, just catch them here with Swerve Driver that I can get my hands on a copy of that new Failure album because it's great. Oh, are you still with me? You yeah. Dropped out for a sec. Yeah, I'm here. So yeah, hopefully we can get, you know grab a copy at the show of the new album. It's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll be at that show here in LA, which I think is the last one of their, their tour, right? Yeah. It's like the tour. Yeah. So got a fingers crossed that they still have some merch left when they get out of here. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, uh, I think that takes care of that topic. Do you have any recommendations, anything new you'd like to recommend to our listening audience? Anything you picked up? Um, well, let's see. I, I've been kind of on a tear lately, buying <laughs> buying quite a lot of stuff. But I'm trying to think of what uh, some fresh titles, if anything that was uh, you know recent, you know brand new releases. Um, let's see. Uh, Of course, now that now that you put me on the spot, <laughs> my brain's going blank. Was there a nice blue copy of something that someone might have gotten you for for your birthday? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we talked about this on one of the other episodes. Uh, but yeah, Ape Machine uh, is a band that uh, I've been really digging on for the last year, and uh, I did I did receive a copy from. From you, of course. <laughs> uh, for my birthday, just recently, yeah. Um, Coalition of the Unwilling. Uh, Hate Machine is, uh, man, they're just a, they're, they're a tight band. There's a lot of bands doing this sort of like uh, 70s retro prog rock, kind of hard rock, stoner rock sort of, sort of style. But uh, I feel like a lot of them uh, don't always come off with like that much originality. Mm. And... Uh, Hate Machine is one of them who I, I really feel like they put their own spin on everything. They don't sound like they're they're trying to rip off their influences. You know, it's like obviously you can hear various things in their stuff, but they've got a unique take on it. It's kind of uh, proggy and intricate, but it's always very song oriented and some uh, just really good jams, really good vocals, and yeah, something that I dig. Nice. Um, some other stuff. Another another band I recently. Just got into um, it's called Gozu, and uh, let's see they're uh, 
Something from like from the East Coast. I want to say Boston or something like that. One second. Let's see. This is scintillating. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> I know. Wow. With the magic of editing, I probably cut that, <laughs> cut that shit out. I guess I could. It's a Gozu. So, yeah. But, yeah. Another great band is Gozu. They're out of Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, and um, it's, they got a, a couple of albums that I really like. Uh, the most recent one uh, came out last year, 2018, called Equilibrium. And uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's got a, a, a nice mix of, like, you know, heavy metal kind of uh, grunge stuff, you know, um, I don't know what, what I would call it. You know, they kind of get lumped into this sort of stoner rock kind of category, but they've kind of got bits of like grunge, bits of post-rock, bits of metal, bits of, bits of psychedelic sort of stuff in there. Um, it's real, real heavy, thick, chunky, kind of groovy stuff. Uh, a little bit of a throwback. I, I definitely like a little bit of like the 90s vibe that it's got going. And uh, I actually got two of their albums. Equilibrium was the last one from 2018, and then 2016 they had one called Revival that they put out, which yeah. was solid too. And I, uh, I have both of those on order right now. They haven't showed up yet. So you have it on a buying streak, haven't you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. One of my other, one of my all-time favorite bands is Train Dodge, and. Uh, I uh, didn't have any vinyl and train dodge for my collection, and uh, so I decided to get uh, basically rectify that situation. So uh, I picked up a copy of Supernatural Disasters, which uh, is an awesome album. And then uh, their most recent album, which is called Time Will Never Know Your Name. Oh, cool. Which uh, so came out a couple of years ago. 2016 was when that one came out. That's the most recent one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, those guys have been going on, you know, around since the 90s, like uh, at least 20 years, like 20 years plus at this point, and like st still doing it, man. Just, yeah. you know, basically a uh, pretty, pretty cool mix of uh, just, you know, rock, a little bit of, a little bit of tricky time signatures here or there, lots of like thick, heavy altered tuning guitars and heavy bass and stuff. So it's pretty sick drumming. So it's a good band. So yeah, I had I had to order those couple and round out my collection. <laughs> I can tell you the supernatural disasters <laughs> sounds great because you gave me that a while back. <laughs> supernatural disasters and uh, next to newest one, and uh, yeah, yeah, man, it should be good. Uh, for me, other than some classic stuff, what have I picked up lately? Um, the newest Swerve Driver album, of course. Uh, Future Ruins, which I bought. I didn't do Pledge for that, and I think they were affected as well. But uh, I ordered it through the website, through their label, Danger Bird Records, and got the clear vinyl of the new album. It's great. Sounds good. It's another very good Swerve Driver album. So that I highly recommend. Yeah, I have not picked that one up on vinyl. I've thought about it. Almost pulled the trigger a couple of times. Um, but... Uh, I have listened to it. I have listened to it, and uh, I gotta say, I like it. 
I like it a little bit more than uh, the previous album. I think I do too. It kind of rocks a little bit more. It's got a little bit more... Consistent. Yeah. A little bit more energy, a little bit more power to it than the, than the previous one. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to hearing those songs live here in a few weeks. So go see Swerve Driver, buy their albums. Yeah, one, one other one that's on my radar that I haven't purchased yet that just came out recently is uh, a new album from Soen. Oh, yeah. It's like a uh, Swedish kind of prog rock metal band, something like that. They get uh, they get kind of lumped in with some you know famous loud and heavy bands like Tool and Perfect Circle and stuff like that. But uh, they kind of have their own vibe to them, like... Uh, the drummer used to be uh, used to play drums for Opeth, and he's an amazing drummer. Very melodic vocals, which I like. Cause there's there's certain screamo bands, bands that scream and get like super raspy that I can get into. But a lot of times, I like hearing melody in the vocals more than right. just these aggro screamers. So to hear some, you know, real heavy like dark deep riffs and tribal drums and hypnotic stuff and uh, Soen's got some super epic stuff, and uh, yeah, their most uh, re- recent album that they just put out is called Lotus, and uh, I've been looking at that one. Probably going to pick that one up pretty soon. Nice. I think I saw that they had a new one out. So, what I've heard of them from you is pretty intense stuff. Well, uh, got anything else on your radar? I don't. Any, uh, any new releases? Other than this record store day stuff, I don't think I have anything on my radar that I can think of right now. So, are you going out to record store day this weekend? Oh, I think I have to at this point. (laughs) Uh, I probably will. You know, I got a, um, I got a store that's literally, you know, less than five minutes away, just down the street from here, and uh, so. I'd be remiss if I didn't at least stop by and check it out. I think I'm going to check out your store as well as mine. So up the chances. So yeah, good. Everyone get out this weekend, support your local record store. That's what it's all about. And uh, I think that does it for us. Is there anything else, Kenny? Uh, You stay classy, Southern California. (laughs) There you go. Keep spinning. (laughs) That could be our slogan. Keep spinning. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, man. Always a good time. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.